guys, it's Brooke Eagle here, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast. And today I have Dr. Andy Schneider with Forsyth Plastic Surgery. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me, Brooke. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to be here, and this is my first time ever on a podcast. So, well, uh, we are so excited that this can be your first podcast well, experience. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, tell us, just kick it things off, and tell us a little bit about you and about um, how long you've been at Forsyth Plastic Surgery. Sure. Uh, well, originally, I am from Richmond, Virginia. And I came down to Winston-Salem in 1991 after graduating from medical school to start my surgery training over at Wake Forest. And I was over there for eight years doing both general surgery and then plastic surgery. And then in 1999, hard to believe that was 21 years ago, I I, uh, joined Forsyth Plastic Surgery and uh, have been there now for 21 years. And... It's been great experience, and since I've been there, we've seen a lot of growth that we'll talk about, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we now have five doctors, uh, two estheticians, an incredible facility, and uh, things are uh, terrific over there, and, awesome. and I appreciate your letting us talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so um, tell us about the, the other doctors. How Have they all been there as long as you? Sure. Well, uh, uh, the practice was started... Uh, back in uh, 1970 or 71. There's oh, a little wow. Bit, I didn't little, realize that. Yeah, a little... Uh, I think we're going to have our 50th anniversary next year, so we're saying 71, although it maybe it had been 70. In, in any event... Um, <laughs> this is not the year for a big no, exactly, <laughs> anniversary exactly. celebration. So, um, so about 50 years ago, it was started by Dr. Paul Gwynn, who uh, lives in Winston-Salem. He's retired now. Uh, and when I joined the practice... Uh, Dr. Gwynn was there along with Dr. John Fagg, who is still there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after I joined, uh, Dr. Gil Kingman came along. And he came along about uh, two years after I was there, so maybe about 2001, 2002. And then uh, for a long time, it was Dr. Fagg and me and Dr. Kingman. Mm -hmm. And then in 2012, Dr. George Lawson joined our group. And then just about... uh, Two or three years ago, uh, Dr. Leslie Branch joined our group. Uh, So now there are five of us, and uh, we all basically do everything. We we have a very comprehensive plastic surgery practice where, for the most part, uh, we we, we don't specialize in any one thing. All of us us do the full range of plastic and reconstructive and cosmetic procedures. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what's your, what's your favorite part of your job? Well... You know, honestly, my favorite part of the job uh, is uh, are the patients. Uh, you know, as much as we like being in surgery, and, I, and, and hopefully most surgeons love being in surgery. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that, that's where we really sort of, you know, feel comfortable, actually, is in the operating room. Uh, but, you know, the, the most enjoyable part of our, of our job really is dealing with our great patients mm-hmm. and uh, making them happy, uh, feel comfortable, uh, more confident, uh, and we, since we do everything, it's not just cosmetic procedures. I mean, mm-hmm. we might have a, a five-year-old come in our office who fell and, and cut himself and needs some stitches. Yeah. And uh, we can make that child uh, in, in, uh, feel good, but also his parents feel like he's going to turn out okay. Yeah. We may have uh, uh, an elderly patient come in with a skin cancer who's worried about that, and we take mm-hmm. that off. But then we also have all of our cosmetic patients who come in who want to feel more confident about how they present themselves and how they look. And that, and that feels really good. Yeah. 
So you, so have, you guys you, have the whole the, the whole, whole range. Thing. The whole thing. Yeah. You really do. We have patients from, you know, one to a hundred coming oh to our gosh. office. I never thought know? about that, but yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. going back to the kid thing, yeah, I'm sure that is so scary for a parent when they're kid you know d- falls and gets stitches on their face and they don't want them to have a big that's right scar there i mean that's a big deal that you guys can help that's right that's help right that. about 50 about 50 percent of our patients are cosmetic and about 50 percent are what we call reconstructive or, or non-cosmetic mm-hmm. so half our patients are coming in for things that people might know about say botox or uh, cosmetic surgery like a tummy tuck or liposuction but then we have a lot of patients that are coming in for other things uh like I said, skin cancers or burns or, or uh, problems that uh, need to be addressed that are not cosmetic. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we see a lot of different things. We do a lot of breast reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So women that are having a mastectomy and uh, need breast reconstruction after mastectomy, that's something we do a lot of. Yep. Oh, yeah. I know. I know some patients for, that have been there for that reason. So when you do have a situation like that, you're, as the patient, how, how are you able to choose like where you want to go. Like if you're at the hospital, can you say, I really want to go to Forsyth Plastic Surgery to? Oh, well, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, well, most of our patients get referred to us by mm-hmm. word of mouth uh, or another doctor. Uh, but let's say you go to the hospital uh, with some kind of trauma or um, uh, a simple laceration or something. Typically, they're going to have a plastic surgeon on call. One of mm. us will be on call Okay. and, and they'll call us up. Um, and, and that's sort of the way that usually happens. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So tell us kind of segueing into the new space that y'all have, or I guess it's not brand new now, but well, yeah, it's, well, we still think of it as new. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so yeah. beautiful. I came to the grand opening. Right. I guess, that's last right. Year. That was back in September of last the Vista. year. Well, in a nutshell, we, uh, we own our own building cause we're an independent practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our build, we just outgrew it. And about two or three years ago, we said, it's time for us to expand because we just cannot continue to offer the services we want to our patients without more room. Mm-hmm. And, and one part of that was our aesthetic services that our estheticians do. And we have two great estheticians, Gina and Kinsley, who are, have a lot of experience and they're terrific. And uh, so we, we started thinking about, well, how do we want to expand? What do we want to do? And one thing we knew we wanted to do was have a special area, a separate sort of entity dedicated just to our aesthetics clientele. Mm-hmm. So people that say coming in to meet with our estheticians about skin care, have a chemical peel, maybe have a laser procedure. We wanted a separate facility, a separate entity uh, for them. And we worked with a great architect and came up with a plan to add on to our building uh, and the first floor of this new part of our building is what we call the Vista. And it is an incredible, as you have seen, oh, yeah. very nice state-of-the-art facility where we have treatment rooms, we have our laser room, we have our cool sculpting room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very uh, quiet, it's calming, uh, it's not crowded, very private, very safe, which is important these days for people to come in and feel comfortable about what they're doing. Yeah. And so that also allowed us to expand on the second floor and give some more exam rooms for our patients to eliminate having to wait so long mm-hmm. and this kind of thing. So in essence, what we did is we took our, our 10,000 square foot building and it's now about a 17,000 square foot building. Wow. So in that one building, we not only have the Vista, we not only have our exam rooms and, and minor procedure rooms, but we also have 
what we call the Plastic Surgery Center of North Carolina, which has now been around for a long time. And that's where we do our cosmetic surgery. That's our operating room. That's our pre-op area and our, and our post-anesthesia room. And so we have really in one building everything that you might need in plastic surgery, honestly. Wow. You know, from surgery facility to an aesthetic facility to a regular exam room and minor procedure type facility. Yeah. You name it, we've got it in our one building over on Maplewood. Yeah, and it's such a seamless transition right, to how right. you guys, which I know a ton of thought and effort yes, went into that, yeah. but it's a... Yeah, it's well, a, the, our architect um, was a guy named Jay Stem, uh, uh, Weston Stem Architects here in town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when we first came to them, we said, well, how do we do this and make it all look like one building? And because we've, we've got a building here and, and they just did an incredible job of adding on to our building and... Of course, we repainted our old building and we did some, some, some upfit on the old building so that it really looks just like an incredible modern facility. I it mean, really It's, it's does. really amazing. Yeah. The windows are beautiful in the new, right, right. The new part. It's, it's exactly. worth, worth driving by to see it. It is. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So not to dwell on COVID stuff too much, but have what kind of changes have y'all had to make and what have you noticed, um, you know, happen in the last, I know, yeah, election or surgeries that are elective have been right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's been a obviously for every segment of society, this has been a huge deal. Yeah. And so the way it affected us was, uh, you know, back in uh, March, early March, when uh, things started, you know, getting bad and people became aware of the situation, um, all elective surgery at the hospital was stopped mm-hmm. to conserve uh, operating rooms, ICUs. Uh, PPE, uh, supplies, uh, and uh, basically we had to stop doing all of our cosmetic and elective procedures. Even though we have our own surgery center, and even though we have our own supplies, and we felt like, you know, um, we just felt like it was not the right thing to do in this time sure. to be doing cosmetic procedures. It just, it just, that was just the, not the right thing to be doing. Uh, and so uh, basically we slowed down to a crawl for about two months in our mm-hmm. office. And what we did was we saw people that had had surgery that needed to be seen. We saw people that had urgent things, say breast cancer needed reconstruction, mm-hmm. uh, skin cancers that needed to be dealt with, people that had you know trauma, those kind of things. But anything that was elective, and that means Botox and injections and cool sculpting and obviously cosmetic surgery, we just stopped. We just put that on hold. Yeah. And um, then uh, about uh, early May, when uh, the governor said, okay, we can start elective surgery again, and the local hospital started doing that again, then we started ramping up. And luckily in North Carolina, we are in a state where we, I wouldn't say we have things under control because I don't think anybody's got anything under control yeah. right now, but at least we're not in a, you know, worst case scenario. So right now at the hospitals, we're doing elective surgery. Uh, Those for us at the hospital, that means things like breast reduction. Uh, Of course, the the reconstruction of breasts, but it also means uh, other procedures that are not emergencies. And then in our surgery center, we're also doing our cosmetic surgery and that kind of thing. But of course, there are now different, um, different things that we're doing in advance. So one thing we're doing, and this is true of both us and the hospitals, is any patient that's having elective surgery is getting tested for the COVID virus in Mm -hmm. advance of their surgery. And 
that at least gives us some feeling yeah. that we're not operating on somebody who either is potentially contagious or potentially could come down with the virus after surgery and have a more complicated post-operative course. Sure. And so that's one thing we're doing. And then obviously being extra cautious about how we, we do that. Of course, in the operating room, we've always been oh, very yeah. sterile and clean and all that. Yeah. So, you know, but still you can always up your game a little bit. So, you know, being even extra cautious. And of course, Matt, we're using masks to see all of our patients and requiring mm-hmm. them and taking everybody's temperature when they come in their office. So I think we're doing everything that we can possibly be doing to make it as safe as possible in this time period. And obviously, with people going on less vacation, nobody's going on large trips. Uh, people have the time right now to say recover from surgery. Yeah. Uh, people have less obligations in some respect. So it's actually not a bad time. That's a good point. To do some of these things, yeah. you know, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And y'all have been um, really thinking outside the box. I know I've been working with Ellen some and right. with some webinars and some mm-hmm. um, some fun videos for social media and sure. yeah. different things like that to keep people right. engaged. Right. And, 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 you know, yeah, there, there are a lot of different things we've been doing, trying to reach out through social media, doing some Zoom conferences and this kind of thing. And, you know, there are some... Some silver linings to this whole disaster. Yeah. Uh, not many. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we'd rather have not been through this. But like every business, like every person, we're just trying to do the best we can right mm-hmm. now. And come out the other side. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think you guys are doing an awesome job. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have a few more minutes and I sure. want to... Do some fun little lightning round questions. Okay. Uh-oh. Well, I hope I know the answer. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. First one. What's your favorite junk food? Oh. Um, peanut butter M&Ms. Oh, good choice. Those are really terrific. Really you cannot are. eat one. Uh, luckily, they're not as <laughs> common as the plain and peanut and, 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 and the peanut M&Ms. Yeah. But the peanut butter M&Ms... Yeah. Which are, this is more information than you ever want to know, but they're kind of a reincarnation of the old Willy Wonka Oompas from back in the 70s. Huh. And these are absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And if you eat one of these peanut butter M&Ms, you just can't stop. <laughs> M&M is really uh, thinking outside the box. They got their fudge brownie M&Ms. They're, I've been seeing all kind of different Try flavors. Try the peanut butter M&M. I'll have to try this. Okay? I'm a big M&M fan. Okay, so good. I'm, I'm sure I'll like them. <laughs> and, the, you know, they melt in your mouth and not in your hand. Oh, my really gosh. really terrific. That's you know? the best. Yeah, we're, we were talking about um, the, how movie theater snacks that we like, but... But now the drive-ins are the new. Have you been to a drive-in movie yet? No, we have have not done that in a long time. Yeah, no, they're uh-huh. popping up everywhere. Right, it's yeah. kind of exciting. Sure, sure. I haven't been since I was a kid, so sure. like a little kid. So I'm excited. Okay, I'm really curious for you specifically on this one. How many hours of sleep do you need? Well, how many hours of sleep do I get? Is about <laughs> six hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, studies have shown that most people do need seven to eight hours. Oh, yeah. And people that say they only need five or six hours or four hours are actually lying. They're not functioning completely. Yeah. I get about six hours of sleep. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I picked a profession where we got to be in the hospital early. So most days I've got to leave the house by about 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked a profession where you can't sleep very late. Uh, but I, I usually get six hours of sleep a night. Yeah. And that, I seem to be okay with that. Yeah. Go to bed early, wake up early. Right. That's right. Early, that's an early day. I know I need my eight. I would never even pretend I needed right. four or five. Exactly. <laughs> I would be extremely grumpy. <laughs> okay. On a scale of one to 10, how good of a driver are you? 
I, my wife would say uh, a six. <laughs> I'm going to say a seven and a half. 7.5, a solid 7.5. 7.5, yes. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this one's kind of the deepest of the questions. Uh-oh. What does a person need to be happy? Um, oh, gosh. Let's think. To be happy. Well, I'd say satisfaction in what you do every day. And I'm very lucky in that when I go home most days, I feel very satisfied that I've helped some people and, and, and done the best thing I could do with the skills I've got. Yeah. So I would say, you know, that, that, that answer, satisfaction yep. with, that you've you know, done the best you can do and you've done that day as, as well as you can do it. I think that's a great, great answer. Yeah, it can be, life can be a little tricky and hard if you or in a profession or a career every single day that you don't don't That's enjoy. Right. That's right. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. So tell us how, if we want to um, learn more about Forsyth Plastic Surgery and the Vista, Facebook's uh, sure. social media website. Yeah, well, I'd say the first thing to do is obviously go to our website. Okay. You know? uh, we have a separate website for the Vista as opposed to Forsyth Plastic Surgery, but they're linked together, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you can easily go from one to the other. And on both of those websites... Uh, you can read all about our practice. You can read all about the doctors, the estheticians, our nurses. We actually have a third website that's getting ready to launch for our plastic surgery center. Oh, cool. And this is going to be very good because, um, for instance, our patients that have had cosmetic surgery, uh, we can direct them to that website. It's going to have post-operative instructions, actually even videos on there uh, about how to take care of their dressings, their drainage tubes, these kind of things. Um, um, and that's literally getting ready to launch any any day. Sweet. Uh, so the, you know, the website's the first thing to check out. Uh, we have videos on YouTube. And, uh, you know, obviously... You guys do great with videos. Uh, Ellen, does, uh, Ellen, too, our PR person, does yeah. a great job. Uh, Ellen Bassett. And then um, certainly Facebook. You know, we try, tend to post on Facebook and Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, we have a weekly email that goes out every Monday. And so you can go to our, our website and you can sign up for our weekly email. And if you sign up for our email, you actually get a discount on your first visit to us. Oh, okay. And so I would sign up for the email. And every Monday you get an email that just has basically what's going on that week, our weekly yeah. specials, our monthly specials. And we, we try not to keep it too long, but it has links yeah. to videos and that kind of thing. So kind of stay connected with you guys. Exactly. That way. Exactly. I like it. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we could be your first podcast experience. Yes, this was fun. Did I do okay? You did a great job. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. All right. Very impressed. Well, thank I, you, Dr. I Schneider. I appreciate it, Brooke. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Forsyth Mags, we have social media too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Forsyth Mags on Instagram. And we have Facebook pages as well where we always, we do share some fun Forsyth plastic surgery videos on our Facebook page occasionally. Forsyth Woman and Forsyth Family magazines. So go give it a like and a follow and we will see you next time. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.